Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelors Radio Network. Uh, this is uh, Tom Donaldson. I am the chairman of America's PAC and also the project director and of America's Majority Foundation. And Coco, why don't you tell everybody what a great person you are? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, but hey, what's up? My name's Coco. I'm a writer. I also have a YouTube channel where I review products. Um, I upload twice a week. I just started doing that, and I live and work in L.A. for the time being. All right. Well, like I said, we got so much to do. We're going to kind of go from the series to the not-so-serious and everything in between. Uh, uh, But there's one thing I I do want to kind of touch base with because I wanted to kind of add a little bit more details. Uh, Last week we had an interview, and I want to make sure we have the right interpretation of the study. We talked about a study that was done by a rational group dealing with masks or mask mandates. Now, I want to make it interesting and clear because one of the issues is, and wanted to kind of make this point, is even though what they did is compared states with mask mandates versus states with no mask mandates, found no difference in the courts, the virus surge. But let's, but I don't want this definitely to be interpreted strictly as the mask itself didn't work. Uh, there are other studies uh, that are out there, but to say because when you look at the different states, and this is one of the things when I was talking to the people on this, you know, offers and and looking at the study a little bit later, is everybody's wearing masks. If you look in these states that have no mask mandates, they are wearing masks. So it's not necessarily an anti-mask as opposed to if you have a mask mandate versus non-mask mandates. Uh, and yeah, but there, tells, say, there's some people. I, I agree yeah. with that, but they also on that side as well. I mean, we have a mask mandate, and I'll still see people not wearing a mask. And yeah. you know, like that really annoys me, especially in California. Um, yeah. I have a, I have a neighbor. A neighbor of mine is a nurse at the county mm-hmm. hospital here in Los Angeles. Yeah. And she and I were talking yesterday, and she was like saying, you know, we are so understaffed. It's it's just it's just ridiculous yeah. to the point, and. Yeah. You know, obviously, if you're going into a hospital or ER, which I do not recommend, um, I'll have a similar story what happened to me earlier this week about that and why I chose not to go. Um, You know, if you're going out, if you're going to the grocery store, like, obviously, you have to wear a mask. There's no, there's no will go room there, because if not, you know, just do what everybody else does and order your groceries online. Um, But for me, it's like, I'll give an example real quick. There's a restaurant. Oh my God, I hate these people. <laughs> There's a restaurant called Tin Tin Tinhorn Flats or something like that, and it's in Burbank, and it's causing so much chaos. So much chaos. They they think that you know 
that they have, they can do whatever they want because they own the restaurant. Like, for example, they were having indoor dining when we do not even, we're not doing that anymore. We haven't done that for a while. But, um, and it was to the point where they were just kind of egging on, you know, the officials here to like shut them down. And now it looks like they're going to be shut down for good, which I'm so happy about because let me tell you guys, this establishment was just so chaotic. First of all, the owners were complete dicks, you know, and it was to the point where they couldn't even get really their life. Their, their, they started with their liquor license removal and they would, they would not, they would not do it. They would not do it. So um, places like that absolutely should be shut down. If you live in a yeah. state where, um, you know, even if you have indoor dining you know, you go wear a mask. They weren't doing any of this, nothing. And they were boasting about it, Tom. They were like, they were, it was like they were egging on everybody in the city of Burbank. <laughs> and so obviously huh. like everyone in Burbank wants this place to be shut down because they're violating so many healthy laws right now. And it looks huh. like that they're being taken to court. If they ever show up, they're giving them like 20 days, something that for them to like, you know, change their ways or whatever. Um, but they're not going to do that because they're kind of scummy. And it's like one of those places, Tom, where, you know, people go there with their conspiracy theories and have a beer. And, you know, a lot of the people that were at this establishment were like QAnon. That wasn't like, a conspiracy like they, they they literally i drove by this place tom like a couple days ago and they literally had like the stupidest banners on their restaurant like they're trying to save their place and it's like well if maybe if you follow the laws you wouldn't be getting shut down yeah. well i mean here's the i mean in the state of iowa the way they they set the rules and, and basically i you know iowa yeah but and, that's and, iowa and so, that's not california i'm talking about california but no, here's the and if you line. can't I mean, if you can't abide by them, then of course I think yeah. we should get shut down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because the thing is, yeah, yeah, I mean, basically what the rules are very simple. You know, is that if you go to a restaurant, you wear the mask until you sit down, uh, and if you eat, you well, don't yeah, have to that's how it was a lot. But these these people, yeah. this restaurant literally said, if you yeah. wear a mask, don't bother coming in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I that was the difference. Over, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my point because I'm agnostic on the mask. I wear them, but I'm agnostic because well, I, I, I wear seen, them. I, not I to protect a, myself, Steve. Not uh, Steve. Yeah. My God, I just called yeah. you Steve. Um, not to protect yeah. myself, Tom, but to like yeah. protect others and not like you know. I mean, yeah. that's another thing I want to talk about. Like, so I, I was on I was in this Facebook group about a week ago, and. I was like, you know, people who are choosing not to get the vaccine, whatever, um, I know I'm definitely getting mine, and, you know, I guess to each his own, but these people were boasting, telling others, that, oh, well, I'm going to say that I'm vaccine, vaccinated even though, even though I'm not. Yeah. Like, that should be illegal. Yeah. Well, well you're I telling mean, here's someone the thing. that I, you're... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say this about the vaccine, because, here, I, again... I'm going to, like I said, I tend to be agnostic on the mask because I don't see that the best that you could tell me, scientifically speaking, is Well, I mean, it's very, not proven. See, I, here's the thing. It's yeah. not It's not supposed to be like, oh, yeah, once you wear a mask, you're not going to get COVID. No, like, yeah. you can still get COVID, but yeah. 
yeah. increases yeah. your chances of getting it. Yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, not, but like, it's, not, it's but, not like a cure-all. Yeah, it, yeah, but it's not a big margin. That's my point. And, and that's the thing. And, and, and if you look at you – know, see, here's the problem you run into. If you look at past the CDC's past guidelines for a pandemic of this nature, they've never stated that a mask was a necessity except for those people who are most vulnerable. If you look at their own guidelines in March of 2020. It, and, and the other aspect I go into play on the vaccine, the vaccine to me is, you know, I have mixed emotions in this regard. I thought it was great that we got the vaccine as quickly as possible. And the, to me, the real problem is who gets the vaccine and what, you know, under what circumstances. There's no doubt to me, if you're 75 years old, you get vaccinated. Because you got a five percent chance of dying from COVID. Uh, I mean, which is the basically the one group of people that are most vulnerable. If you're on the nursing side of the equation, you probably should. But the biggest problem they have is a lot of the nurses and doctors are hesitating because there is some side effects that comes with the vaccines. They're not necessarily, and that's the big and that's the big theory. And I guess here's the question I would throw back. And I'll let you think about it. We'll, we'll kind of answer it when you get the message. Is this? If I'm 75, if, you know, if it's my 80, if it's an 80 year old you know, family member in a nursing home, I would say get the vaccine. If you have a 20 year old healthy person whose chances of dying must less getting hospitalized is something like three in 100,000 to three in a million, do you get vaccinated with a vaccine? That at this moment we don't know completely what the side effects will be. We'll come back with an answer to that particular question here on the Donaldson Files and the Bachelor News Radio. Join Barry Barnes for Locker Talk on the Bachelor Pad Network as he presents NFL news and evaluates players Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern at BlogTalkRadio.com. And also, don't forget to follow this show. Will be you and the law. And and also, don't forget the Laugh Cafe broadcast, uh, which will be broadcast Saturday evenings on this network at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So stay tuned because the best the best news radio network. We've got some great shows coming up. Uh, okay, now all right. Let me answer this question. Okay. Uh, you have a step. You're going to soon have a stepdaughter. Let's put it that way. When you, if you decide uh, we'll to get see. married, when you decide we'll to get see. married, yeah. Before, okay. Let me put it this way: If you, let's say, would you have, would you recommend to Steve or would his daughter? Of course. Are you kidding? That's not even a question. Yeah. That's not even right. a question. Yeah. Well, here's the. Re- I'm asking this question for this reason. At this point, because I would be hesitant in this regard. I would want to wait months to see what the side effect profile is in this case. And I understand it, that. I understand yeah, that. It, I get yeah. that. And, that's, and I'm, all, yeah. I'm, all, I'm also all for, like, first responders and frontline workers getting it first. You know, yeah. I work at home. Yeah. I can wait. I get it. But yeah. I've also had tons of friends um, who are nurses and doctors, and they've received theirs. And yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's kind of like when you get the flu shot, you know, sometimes you're not going to feel so great afterwards, but yeah. it's better than getting the actual flu itself. Yeah. 
Well, I understand. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that, I mean this is, see, this is the problem I have. I mean, yeah, this is, I agree with you. Just, I mean, this is because what you got to look at is you got to look at the side effects profile, what could it couldn't be. Like I said, I don't have any problems. And, yeah, and I, you know, you're probably talking. He goes, I'm going to be in the second wave. I'm 67, so I'll be in the second wave. Up right. There. And I'm still debating that. At that point, what I'm going to do, I'll call my doctor and say, what do you think? You know, because I'll have that because I have an appointment with him in a couple of weeks anyway. Uh, my, my doctor uh, highly recommends it, by the way. My, every doctor okay. that I've spoken to has highly recommended it for me. Okay. Even so though I've never had... actually had a doctor say, no, don't do it. I've never heard of a doctor telling me that. But I will say, you wanted to know how I injured myself, and this kind of plays into yes, going did, yeah. to the ER. Um, so as you guys know, I do, um, I do YouTube product, I do product reviews, people send me products, I review them on my channel, um, and sent this nail clipper, this dual action nail clipper with nail file. Um, and by the way, Tom, I caught this on live. Like if you guys go to my Twitter, you will actually see the video that was live of me doing this in the moment that it happened. And I mixed, they had some weird, weird safety button on the end of the clipper. So I was like, okay, I was, I was demonstrating, you know, what to do. I wasn't actually using it, like, because I don't need to clip my nails, really. But I was demonstrating, like, how to close it. And in that process of closing that stupid, stupid nail clipper, I lodged the top part of the clipper right into my finger. And... Mm-hmm. At first, I looked down. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> it was spraying like one of those, like, fake blood cap- capsules. That's how much blood there was. And I'm on the video, and I see it, and I'm like, okay, calm down, calm down. It's going to be okay. Just, just just, calm down. And then when I realized, like, all the blood was just getting all over me, like, all over my hands, all over my clothes, I, I started screaming. I was so freaked out mm. and I go, I'm going up to Steve and I'm like, help me, you know? And he thought I was joking. He said, cause the blood looked like fake blood. Cause there was so much of it that he thought I was actually joking. And he realized that I wasn't joking. So he brings me to this thing. I obviously mm-hmm. do the whole step of like cold water, whatever. And he, he looks at me, he goes, are you sure this isn't fake blood? And I'm like, are you, effing kidding me (laughs) (laughs) i i was just like are you serious right now and by the way that was it happened two days ago and i'm still bleeding a little bit now if it had been like a couple more uh centimeters like i would definitely have had to have stitches because this bled for like eight hours It, it the bleeding just wouldn't stop and so, obviously, you know, I I was, like, really freaked out. And my thing was just, like, well, I'm not going to an ER. Like, I, I'm not. There's there's no way in hell you could get me to go to an ER in L.A. right now. There's just not. And so I, I was thinking, I was, like, well, if I have to have stitches, like, at most I'll call my doctor and have to go to urgent care, like, at the very least. Um, which I've been to urgent care during the pandemic and 
I feel a lot safer than I would in an ER because I'm not going to wait around for like six, seven hours for someone to take me in. And then I'm sitting next to someone who has COVID, you know, like just don't, you don't go to the ER right now. Um, But I sliced it pretty deeply. So needless to say, this product got zero reviews for me, zero stars. Um, I do not recommend it unless you want to stab yourself. Um, But like, as I was talking to you before the show, Tom, like I had to rebandage it because it started bleeding again. And if you look at the Mm. cut, it's like a scissor cut. It looks like somebody stabbed me with a pair of like scissors and it's painful. It's not, I don't know if you've ever cut yourself like super, super deep, but um, I've cut myself. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm still bleeding two days later. What does that say? Yeah. Huh. All right. Let me ask so, okay, before we go. Okay, yeah, because I don't want to get I don't want to get started on let's say what we were talking about before the show deal, you know, going into the you know the, the last week's riots and a few other thoughts. Because I want you know once yeah. we get started, I don't want to get stopped here. But uh, right. On the, but I do want to talk about this YouTube. I mean, so. You do you so oh. kind of yeah yes. tell everybody because like I say this is something new for you. I know this is something you just started, it, correct? It is something I just started. I will be posting my first video this week. I'm just editing it right now, so editing takes some time. Um, but so yeah, I already have like 110 subscribers, whatever. It's like not a lot, but um. Basically, I get products, I review products, I review things that I like, some things I purchase, some things get sent to me. Um, a lot of it is makeup. Um, for example, like my next video is actually going to be a tutorial on magnetic eyelashes and if I think they're worth it or not. Um, so a lot of it's makeup, a lot of it is just kind of just getting to know me on the YouTube verse. So, um, I've been, I've, people have been asking me to do a YouTube channel forever, like for like six years. So I decided, you know what? Perfect time to do it right now. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, I just, so how did you get, I mean, what made you decide to do this? And how well, did you get the product? Do, you, do people give you the products? Do they say, here, you know, test this out? Or how do you? Yeah. yeah. So what happens is they'll, they'll go on my Twitter they'll find me or on mostly on Instagram. Cause I have a lot of followers on there and they'll send me stuff to try out. Like some stuff is clothing. Some stuff is mostly makeup products, tools. Um, I will get the occasional sex toy to review, but you won't see me reviewing that. Um, I just talk about it. And um, so I actually got sent a sex toy to review, which is hilarious. So basically you don't demonstrate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not demonstrate that. Sorry. But I will talk about it. I do show the product, um, the likes or dislikes I have with said product. Um, I got into this because I don't know about you, but every time I order something off Amazon and I don't know, like, how to use it because the instructions are, like, complete gibberish and don't make any sense to me, I'll no. always go on YouTube and search, search blah, blah, blah. And somebody always has a product that you bought that they demonstrate how it works. So I thought, well, yeah. I, get, I, I buy a lot of stuff. Maybe somebody needs instructions on, you know, how to use a lip plumper. What um, 
are the benefits of Botox, like before, after. So I, I had a lot of people approach me to do this show. And so I most likely will upload once a week because I got to tell you guys, it's really hard. Like people think like, oh, I'm just going to make a video and just upload it. Like that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot of editing involved. There's a lot of programs, especially if you're not used to editing videos, like you have to kind of teach yourself. Yeah. Um, so I've been, I've been doing that. Um, it's so funny because I made the video. I made, I made this video product that I, I reviewed, which were like these magnetic lashes. And for the love of God, Tom, I have no idea how to send it to myself because the file is mm. too big. The wow. file is yeah. too big. And the file basically is like, it's like a 10 minute video. So, um, oh. I basically had to figure that on my own. I ended up getting a Dropbox to do it. But I've been having problems with that as well, which sucks. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, once that is done, I have it edited and kind of perfected, and I'll just post it. So it's once a week that I post, um, and I, I have a lot of, uh, you know, my next, my actually my next review is going to be a BoxyCharm um, package. For those of you who do not know what BoxyCharm is, it's a... Uh, monthly subscription of makeup and skincare is like 25 bucks and you you literally get like two hundred dollars worth of like merchandise with it so Mm. um yeah it's actually a really good deal i've been using them for a bit and so um i'm gonna review that i also have a thing called circle that i'm reviewing real quick which is a I, i i've been trying to cut off like diet soda forever like I don't even drink regular soda I haven't done that in years but um diet soda I'm trying to uh get rid of so I found this product called circle which is a water bottle that has a cartridge and each cartridge um basically is like seven bottles of water that are 22 ounces so I will Mm. be reviewing that as soon as that comes in the mail (laughs) but yeah I just thought it'd be a fun channel well, let me ask you a question. Do I mean obviously? Uh, you, I'm assume that they're uh, you're getting this for these people are handing this to you for free, as opposed to making you oh, pay some for of the it. Products, and then yeah, we do it. So, like some, well, some of the products absolutely. Um, like obviously, I, I, I get sent like all the sex toys. Don't ask me why. I just do. Yeah. Um, and I got the magnetic lashes. Um, those were sponsored. Um, but the circle and the boxy charm are not sponsored so that's basically using my own money to review a product that I, I thought I'd be interested in and so mm-hmm. um, I'm actually really excited about the circle water more than I am the boxy charm because supposedly like there's like 50 different flavors so uh, I ordered seven of them and one of them is a peppermint mocha latte so I'm really excited to see how it tastes like if it's going to be horrible like I'm imagining it or is it going to be like the best thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll see when that happens. That should happen sometime next week is where I'm expecting it. And yeah, I just thought this YouTube channel will be kind of fun to get to know me, especially those of you who listen to the radio show. Um, you get to see what I look like. <laughs> oh, okay. That's yeah. Well, good. Well, let me put this. That's a plus. Kind of it. Yeah, that's a plus. That's a, absolutely that's a plus. So, 
So if you're on my Twitter, I haven't actually got the name down for my channel yet, but it's funny because I have a lot of subscribers already. Um, just it's on my bio page. So if you go to Coco on the left, sometimes it's Cocoon left. That's that's one thing that like I want to change my Twitter handle because it literally says Cocoon left. Um, mm. But it's Coco on the left, and um, and so yeah, you just hit in my bio and you'll be automatically linked to my YouTube channel. So um, I'm really excited about that. I'm also going to be doing kind of I'm going to be on Elizabeth Charney's podcast coming up. Oh, okay. So that's kind of new. Oh, okay. So what you guys she has reached out about? to me. Yeah, so what are you guys going to talk um, about? The, uh... I have no idea. Obviously, it's going to be model-related, which I'm really excited yeah. about because I love her. She's awesome. And um, yeah. so I ha- I'm very busy right now. Yeah. Well, like I say, we're all busy. I'm very yeah, busy. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, this, yeah, this is Tom Donaldson, Koki, uh, here on the Donaldson Files on the Bachelor News Radio Network. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, i uh, give you a little bit of thing here on our website, the Bachelor News Radio Network.com. The Bachelor News Radio Network.com. That's the website. It's a new website. You can get some of our shows on there, for example. Let me see. Like I hear in the Donaldson Files. Um, if you want to catch, let's say, our last shows and episodes, uh, simply go to. Uh, the Donaldson Files, and and and, you, and they'll have our past episodes that you can repeat over and over again, like this episode. Sometime in the next couple of weeks, will be this will be available to you at any time for yourself to listen to. Look at you got all of our all different programs, including the Gray Leopard Cove, which is come, which is new. You and the Law, which will be following this show on this network. Uh, Locker Talk with Barry Bonds. And as well as the Dr. Larry show, or as we now say, the resistance hours with Dr. Larry. And now I'm one part of the Dr. Larry show uh, every Wednesday. So uh, so don't forget, if you want to call in, 646-929-0130, 646-929-0130. I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old for flu. The media is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, here are a few things you'll enjoy. Buzzer beaters, wings in 21 signature sauces and seasonings, and great deals on food and beer. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $4. $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms, and deals on select liquor and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Catch all of the late night action. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. Yeah, welcome back to the Donaldson Policy and the Bachelor News Radio Network uh, with Coco Konski. Uh, we just talked about Coco's YouTube, how she almost cut her finger off. And, did you do that on YouTube? It's like it's not even funny, Tom. Like I literally still have blood stains on the on the floor that I missed. Yeah. 
it was a nightmare. So imagine like severing your finger with a knife. It was pretty much like that with the nail clipper. So Mm -hmm. yeah, embarrassing. All right. Okay. Now, all right. Well, I'm gonna let you start uh, with your thoughts. You know, you we were talking off the air uh, during the show prep, so. Just, uh, okay. You know. Um. So, well, you know, I did a show with, with uh, Larry, and he had a guest on that riled me up to no end, and I was already having a bad day watching the news because I have friends who were at the Capitol. Um. Thankfully, they weren't hurt. They were basically ushered with um those in the chamber um but so much has come out since then so much um and i want to give my my thoughts and my opinions on that as well there is the the viking guy that you saw everybody saw him you remember him yes yes the guy okay well uh (laughs) this is some irony right now so um I guess it came out like yesterday that I saw that he turned out like someone they got who he was. And apparently this wasn't the first time he's done stuff like this. Like he has that actual costume and I guess he roams around his, his neighborhood and they got like all these facts about him. And, and like, I was, when I say I was cracking up Tom, I was like, well, of course this happened. So apparently he was evicted from his apartment in Arizona and then he was forced to move into his mother's basement I am not making that up. <laughs> like, that's what one of yeah. the reports got, came out with. And I, my first thought was, like, well, of course he lives with his mother. I mean, I would not expect anything less. And then uh, apparently he was, like, a failed actor. And today he was saying, oh, well, I'm starving myself now because, like, I only eat organic foods. And the prison food isn't organic. And I swear to God, Tom, like, I was laughing so freaking hard. I was like, bro, this is jail, not a Whole Foods. Like, I'm sorry. When you you commit a crime and you get arrested, they're not going to feed you, like, your organic food. They're going to feed you, like, packets of disgusting peanut butter, you know, to slurp from, you know? So... When, when I heard this, I mean, I, I was cracking up. So instant karma for me. Yeah. Um, well, actually, you my know, view is like but, to say, you, you, you commit a crime, dude. You committed a crime. You know, do the time. Exactly. Like, like, <laughs> like, like suffer. Uh, my response was like, then starve for all I care. Yeah. But here's the thing. So I'm not one of those people dressing up as Vikings and, ugh, like, want to be Braveheart costumes. Um, I was watching the footage. Like, I, I was so captivated by this, like, not in a good way, because I, I was just so curious, and there were a couple things that I do want to talk about, one of them being, um, it would not surprise me, honestly, if he was just used as a distraction, because in one of the videos that I saw, you see the Viking and his little posse of, like, you know, uh-huh. gremlins, and all of a sudden, you see, like, four or five, maybe six guys in backpacks carrying zip ties, and I'm not talking about the zip ties that you have for a package, like, these are zip ties to bound somebody, like, legit uh, yeah. bound, this is like, they're, they're like, to use a hostage situation, this 100% 
they are so lucky that it's not turned into a hostage situation quite. You know, they were minutes late, and I'll tell you why. Um, one of the officers was, he was the one with the baton, and he was, he was kind of like, he was by himself. Well, in the video that they shot, you see him kind of walking towards the right, and he, you, immediately he, t- he turns his eye and then all, automatically just rushes left. And the reason why was he realized that one of the chamber doors was open and people were in there. And so he thought, well, I'm not going to leave them to there. So he distracted them by leaving them elsewhere. And that guy literally is a hero. He, he saved people's lives that day, for sure. Um, and that's a scary thought. It's a scary thought that someone can just invade the Capitol like they did with, like, I mean, they found, they found explosives in the RNC and the DNC. This wasn't, this wasn't just a, hey, guys, I think let's go, to, let's go riot today. No, this was pre-planned. Yeah. Not only do I think it was pre-planned, but I think somebody on the inside. Because how the hell would they know exactly which office is whose, where the computer was, and where the files were? There's no way. There's no way that you could know that without having at least some intel on the inside. Well, let me ask you, yeah, let me throw something out here because there's a story, and I want to read this to you. It kind of supports what you think, maybe what you're saying. Uh-huh. And maybe. Okay, this was from Steve Hayward. He's a pretty, you know, this guy's a very knowledgeable individual. He's got contacts all over the place. He writes for Pyroline blog when he, uh, and. No idea what that is. <laughs> well, actually, it's one of the best <laughs> blogs out there. Uh, it's a great blog. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, uh, that reminds me, John Hinderacker, who is one of the four authors and is also the chair, is the president of the Center for American Experiment, is going to come back on tomorrow, and we're going to talk about, you know, let's say the tech, you know, the tech and the censorship aspects of it, and the 2:30. But here's the thing: he, this was Steve Haywood. Wrote. He said, "I had a conversation weekend with, you know, with let's say a career lawyer with a federal agency, and." He said that there were career federal officials he spoke to that were seriously rattled by the event. Among the things, mm-hmm. the fact that apparently some Capitol Police were friendly with the protesters who entered yes. the building. And, 100%. Yep, 100%. Yeah. So not, not that only that, like, but took selfies with them and guided them into – you can see, okay, you yeah, see videos yeah. of them – Opening and guiding yeah. them. Yeah, go on. So that, you know, so basically, they were being helped. <laughs> oh I mean, yeah. This guy supports this supports what you're just saying, he's here. And by the way, this uh, Powerline blog is fairly conservative, and you know this is on their so this is what they're reporting for Stephen Hayward, who, like I say, he's got he's one of these guys with a lot of connections, almost as many as Dr. Larry seems to have in the Washington D.C. area. Uh, mm-hmm. So. But I want to kind of read that, and then let's kind of follow up on that discussion there. Friendly with the Southern Capitol Police, friendly with protesters who entered the building. Kind of supports your need that somebody was directed them uh-huh. where to go. Maybe at least the question, though, that you're asking, the serious question to ask, you know, were there some of these individuals already contacted beforehand? 
what would be your thoughts? Right. And, and I'm not saying every single officer was like that. Obviously the guy that I was speaking about, you know, yeah. was there to protect and he did protect those, you know, he risked yeah. his life for that. And there was another and officer not, who was yeah. killed. And then, That's and like, then also top, yeah. the guy who shot himself, he came in committed suicide. Now the question is, did he, did he commit suicide because, you know, he, he couldn't deal with what happened or because he was one of the people that helped. And knew that's, that a good question. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good question. Because here's the other aspect of the plays this. Now, uh, because I'm, one of the things I've been, I've been consistent on one aspect about all of this. I condemned this last week. You know, you heard me do that. Uh, and yeah, if you listen to the whole show. Dr. Which I was Larry, very happy that you did, by the way. Yeah. And and the point is this. Because I mean, if not, I would have, like, I mean, gone crazy. I mean, cause, I mean the, but yeah, the point would be, some. I mean, you have to be consistent. And one of the things that yeah, I stated on the show, and I stated this on another show previously, by the way. So I wasn't. I stated on the show previously before, and I said, "Look, I have been a vocal condemnation of Antiva and what they've done for the past year. I've written books about. I mean, in my book, I detail, you know, their activities and my disapproval. And I said, you can't sit back and make excuses for this. I mean, this is horrible." This is not acceptable, and it's violence, and it goes to the point that I tried to make last week. You know that this, you know, are we at that abyss where people are now going to start deciding their political differences in the street? This is what happened in the Vietnam Republic in the 1930s, where literally people went to the streets. The stormtroopers, the communists, had their version of the stormtroopers. Uh, when uh, Mussolini, when before he took power, and one of the great, I love, I mean, one of the great ironies of ironies is his black shirts were causing riots, and then he basically told everybody, if you put me in power, I'll, I'll pr- bring back law and order and control the very people he was having riots in the street to begin with. And and I think it's time for people to take a step back and say, okay, tolerated violence throughout the past year. Throughout the country, we have seen 30 people killed. We've seen billions of dollars of property destroyed. Uh, you heard it, you know, Minneapolis, 1,500 buildings. And there's a point somewhere where you got to sit back and say, we're at the abyss. If we take, you know, how far do you want to go? Because, you know, this is starting to escalate. On This is escalating. And it's not going to de-escalate until people decide on themselves uh-huh. what what kind of society, how you want to decide your differences, you know, through a barrel of a gun or through the ballot box. And I know that, yeah. and your thoughts on that. But, you know, I'm going to well, let you have your all, thoughts, we and then we're going to go right back. Yeah. And, go ahead. You know, everyone from Linda Murkowski to, you know, actually McConnell today, he actually um, pulled, pulled a lot of donors have been pulling funds out since yesterday. Um, Anderson's dead. <laughs> You know, no money, no fun. Um, and I think this speaks volume for the fact that D.C. Capitol Police had called Kelly and Conway's office, like, you know, begging for the National Guard, saying they cannot control this anymore. And, you know, the one that actually did decide to call the National Guard was Mike Pence. And I don't know, did you see the video where – 
a bunch of they were a bunch of like Trump supporters and they were like in MAGA hats and like they wore like Trump gear, Trump flags. And they were like they were screaming hang Mike Pence over and over and over again. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of the footage that we didn't even see, but I've seen, you know, they had nooses, they had yeah. zip ties. The, these people were they, they wanted to hurt yeah. and kill somebody. Yeah. Oh, and I thought it was Tom this Donaldson, is- Coco Kosky, yeah. Here on the Bathroom News Radio Network. Tune in to You and the Law with Chief Virgil Green and Chief Keith Humphrey. The show focuses on law enforcement and their relationship with the black community while letting you know your legal rights as a citizen when confronted by the police. Listen live every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com and the podcast every Monday through Sunday at 4 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe radio broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the Word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Yes, you can get the uh, both the You and the Law and Life Cafe broadcast anytime on that. Listen, first of all, bachelor spelled. Write this down, folks. I'm going to give you about two seconds to get your pen and pencil because I want to make sure you spell this, you know, spell this correctly so you can get it, so you can get these great charts. Are you ready? One, two, the bachelor spelled B A C C H E L O R, the bachelor. News Radio Network dot com, and you can get some these great shows, uh, uh, some of the back issues whenever you want, and uh, and go and again listen to our show anytime you want, whatever program you want. Uh, usually it takes us about a week or so to get these programs on you know on the website after we do it. So you listen to us live Tuesday and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, or as we like to say, Coco time. And yeah, Coco time, I like that. Yeah, yeah, Coco time. And so, don't forget now tomorrow night, uh, John Hinderacker will be joining me, and Bob Livingston will be joining uh, myself and Dr. Larry on Doctor on the Dr. Larry show. So, all right. Uh, okay, go. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess, I mean, here's the thing. Like I said, the point I'm going to say very clearly is this. Needed to be condemned. It has to be condemned. Oh, of course. And, 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 the, good, of course. and the good news is this. And the good news is this. You know, I've looked for, you know, say, the, the leading, you know, you know, blocks, like the leading conservative, the leading conservative blocks in there. I've yet to see anybody who hasn't condemned it. Period. I mean, I've seen obviously a lot of people on Parlor not condemning it. I mean, I, I, I look. I, you know who Lynn Wood is, Tom? Yeah, I know he is. He's a, yeah. Oh my God. He's, so you know, he's an idiot. So yeah, I, he's an idiot. Yeah, he's, he's a done more. Idiot. He's, he's done complete, enough, Yeah, he's done yeah, more okay, than enough so damage. Okay, so glad we agree on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's here's the thing. Um, I follow this account called Parlor Takes, which is. An amazing account. Like, this guy made a parlor account, and he doesn't, like, post or anything. He just takes screenshots of what these people are saying. 
And at first I was like, oh, this is hilarious. But then I saw some stuff that I'm like, how are they not being arrested? How? For one, for one instance, like one person, I, I, I saved all the screenshots, by the way, if any of you guys are interested. <laughs> one person was like calling for the extermination of the Jews. Lynn Wood mm-hmm. himself calling for the assassination of Mike Pence, basically. He was saying, um, we need to get our armor ready, and Mike Pence is the first to go. Those were his exact quotes. That was an exact mm-hmm. quote. <laughs> and, yeah. my, and the best thing the best thing I saw was, and I'm thinking to myself, this has to be someone in the FBI posting this. Someone wrote, President Trump has agreed to pardon all those who were involved in the riot. Please send your name with your picture <laughs> and your location. <laughs> And people were doing it. People were yeah. doing it. And then all of a sudden, like, they're not, that's how they caught the Viking guy. That's how yeah. they caught them all was because of this one post. And by well, the way, I don't know. If, yeah. I mean, it's okay. obviously FBI bait tweet, but these people are so stupid they would never understand that. But um, also, I don't know if you know about this, Tom, but so something really interesting um, if you had, if you were like one of those people who on Parlor who posted pics from within the U.S. Capitol, well, um, hate to break it to you, but hackers have your private data and have turned it over to the FBI. So if you're not arrested yet, the feds are coming for you regardless. Just let, putting that out there right now. Um, well, I'm there was a screenshot yeah, I'm, I'm, but and I, a picture yeah, of but it. I'm here to, because I, well, I am on Parlor whenever you know, I was on Parlor since it no longer exists. And you know, ninety nine percent of the people there that I that I see are the same you know, you know are sane. You got that one percent and you can find that on Twitter on both sides. I mean there's some really nice no, but Tom, either. I don't think anybody's ever a call for the assassination of fucking like you know, like yeah. legit, like someone in the same party, in the same freaking party yeah. was like well, actually, uh, calling you know, actually, for like you do know. I mean you do know Lynn Wood is not a registered Republican, he's a Democrat. And this is the I don't care what he was. Yeah, no, no, I, don't, I don't give a shit what he yeah. was. He's a bat. He's yeah. loony. Well, he's not. He's I no don't care. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say because I think he's done enough damage to the cause in a lot of areas. Which uh, you know, there's one. Which I'm, like I say, I don't want to spend because I could spend the entire hour of what you know, the damage he's done. But well, Lynn yeah, is I, absolutely batshit crazy. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and so yeah. It, and but you know, here's the thing, and I will say this because we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Is the I do not. I mean, we're base. I do. You know, we're basically going into a world that's Orwellian in nature, in the sense that we got big obligarchy tech going to start deciding what is or isn't free speech. You know, when you're, you know, I had, you know, I gotta say, and I kind of, you know, and there, and it's not just. The whack jobs that they're going after. It's you know, uh, and having and I'll speak with this because I've been targeted in a lot of different areas by my opponents. You know, I've had right. to deal with issues, so I'm not, so I'm not. This is not paranoia because well, I have friends. Well, you want to know my and, honest opinion? Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah. Anybody who posts, who anybody? Oh my God, Tom! I swear, to God, some of the funniest stuff I've seen was on Parler. Yeah. One woman. 
tweeted this. I don't know if you see this. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Lynn Wood actually retweeted it on Parler about how the storm is coming and Donald Trump is going to take down the internet and you're going to hear a message from your cell phone. The storm is coming seven times. So if you don't have supplies, pack now for 10 days. I swear to God, I was like, these people voted. <laughs> these wow. are people who actually can vote. And that made me so sad. But it was yeah. so funny because it was just like, yeah. I'm reading all this. I'm like, holy conspiracy crap. Like, some of these people really believe this. That's so scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. But, but, I mean, here's the thing. We've been dealing with a conspiracy thing because you got a whole network devoted to the aspect that Donald Trump was a puppet of Putin, never mind the fact that, you know, here we are five years later with every FBI inspector general, uh, you know, test, every testimony out there that's already been released would say has been so many times debunked. And we still have people believing that. Uh, you know, I mean, you're good, buddy. You, I mean, I know you love Rachel Maida, but she made an entire career out of the last four years on that conspiratorial theory. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of nutcases out there. Uh, out there. But I like just I think said, if you're I, one of the people who stormed Capitol Hill, you know, and you yeah, you yeah. were, like, breaking down doors and, you know, your ass needs to be in jail, period. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's the – yeah, I mean, I'm going to throw this out. Uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, if we can get the Chiefs uh, – if the Chiefs get on – if we can get the Chiefs on – a couple of minutes ahead of time, I would like to ask them this question because I, I, I know that there have been a lot of people on our, you know, the parlor side, whatever, about the Air Force's uh, veteran who got shot. Uh, and I thought to myself, and, I, and my first thought was, you know what? If you're in a riot, you walk into a government building and a police officer is already feeling like, you know, he's basically retreated back into the building because it's, and his job is to protect the capital. You're going to, you know, the idea that you might get shot is a real possibility. And if you get shot, I'm sorry, if you get shot committing a crime, you know, storming yeah, the I, capital. I just want to clarify as well, by the way, sorry for interrupting, but I just want to clarify, like if you're part of the riots, and, like, you got shot. I'm sorry, but I have no sympathy for you because you got yourself well, into that situation. Well, I know that. I mean, I'm that's sorry. The thing. I mean, I know. And, and then, like I say, again, it's across the board because I know when people ask Tom Cotton, he said, I want these people prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, what they did, what they did. And, and, that's, and that's why the attitude might add to this. You know, because here's the thing. If you don't start prosecuting people for these actions, it's going – to happen again. If people know, I'm going to get my ass thrown in jail. Uh, pretty long time. They might think right. twice about rioting. And that's been well, happening like, the whole summer. Literally, we, that, 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 was my my whole point. Yeah. that was my point, yeah. too. And people were like, oh, that poor woman. And I'm like, bro, she she literally had four more years and she could have retired from the army, but nah, she had to, like, you know, screw around and find out. Like, that yeah. was, like, my whole thing. And if you look at her tweets, she has this one tweet that she did, like, right before she died. And she goes, like, I'll die for President Trump. And I'm like, guess that happened. But, yeah. I mean, 
Honestly, what do you expect? You play stupid games, you're going to get hurt. You don't yeah, go I mean, it's right. into the capital yeah. breaking doors and expecting yeah. to get out alive. And actually, I mean, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, the bottom line is this, these things is, you know, these are the things that happen. And I get myself right. to a point where it's the same thing. I have to be honest with you. I, and I'm going to say this, and I'll pay with you on the I other also, side. I and my, my, say, my, here's um, my point. I go back to like Port. I go back to Portland and see that where you literally got groups of people who have taken over portions of a town and basically have settled in. And my attitude is yeah, and I've condemned those who I've condemned people who riot. I exactly. You know, and and I'm saying, and my feeling so is, that, I'm you not, know what? I, so why why? So my my question is to a lot because I, I I read I read through a lot of Trump supporters and they were just like yeah. in total denial, like they did not want to admit this was happening. Only until like a couple days later. You know, yeah. um, and so there's some people like I'll read and they still are just like it wasn't Trump supporters. And it's just like my, my question is, and I, I, I told you about this question real quick before we move on, because yeah. I know you have yeah. some stories that you wanted to share with me. Yes, um, I do. I, I got a great um, one coming up. How like, do we not know this wasn't like some type of Blackwater operation? Uh, these guys were military. You know, I'm going to put it this way. Uh, I'm going to say. I don't have any doubt that this was somewhat that this was planned. That people oh, had yeah. already decided. Yeah. Do I think it's a and what black about that, op- that senator from Colorado who literally gave the coordinates of Nancy Pelosi and where she was at? What should happen yeah. to her? Yeah. And, and my opinion, like I say, if you cooperate in that line, yeah, I mean, criminal offense as far as I'm concerned. That's but total that, criminal but offense. My point, and and, yeah, and after, point, that yeah, happened, my, after that happened, after that happened, she be she's now a little quiet. Miss Colorado's Miss Quiet. But uh, that was just my point. It was like, you know, to me, it would like also back to the officer who ended up killing himself. Like, did he kill himself because he couldn't handle what happened to him or because he was afraid he might get caught because he might have helped? That's the question that has been going through my mind as well. Yeah. Well, I say, okay, I say tomorrow we'll be talking tech censorship with John Hinderacker. And then mm-hmm. Bob Livingston, the former Speaker of the House, will be on the the resistance hour with Dr. Larry and Tom uh, uh, following that. So it should be a great show. All right, here's the thing. Angry chickens <laughs> wreck havoc at a McDonald's at a parking lot. Uh, well, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love. It. I mean, this is. I, 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 I'm reading this story, and it's like, you know, there's a 911 call with you know chickens attacking drive-through customers, and they were able to. You know, and I thought about. Can, can, can I? Can I get? Can I guess what state this is in? Can that be a fun game we can do right now? What state was this in? Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I'm gonna guess somewhere southern, somewhere not Texas. I'm. Probably get a guess like somewhere like in the deep south, like Georgia or like you know Alabama. Nope, New Jersey. Oh well, that makes sense too. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but that makes sense I mean, too. You know, I'm reading. You know, when I read the story, you know, you, you know, I thought of the bird. You remember the movie at the Hitchcock classic, uh, The Bird? I literally watched that on Christmas. So yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, holy crap! I, I, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like. 
yeah, the I mean, that's what I was thinking. So you made a point. Yeah, well, if you're going to serve chicken sandwiches, guess what? Well, yeah. <laughs> We're coming after. Well, like, I mean, no, I don't for... eat McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's yeah, I... anymore because, like, I'm not a fan. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, well, hold on just a second. We do have uh, one of the chiefs on the, you know, one of the chiefs, and I put your mic on. Is this Virgil or Keith? Uh, this is Virgil. Okay, Virgil. Hi, Virgil. I got a quick question. I don't know if hey. I got a southern accent, but hi. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm doing I, good. Okay, I'm going to ask you a quick question here. Uh, you know, we we kind of discussed the the Air Force veteran who got shot at the Capitol. And you know, and my question I'm going to throw back to you as a police chief: When you see a situation, let's just say in Oklahoma City, you have a federal building that's getting overwhelmed. Your police officers are you know back. You got people who are basically poking you with flagpoles question would be is is would you view this as based on the knowledge we know now you know the woman mm-hmm. came in to the capitol went through the window i mean she climbed into the window mm-hmm. as a police officer what's your thought what's your mindset at that point when you're already being overwhelmed what's your mindset you know, I think when you, you and, and I ask myself this question when you when you look at the rules of engagement or what how can you use deadly force? And you know, oftentimes, you know, do you have um uh, enough cause, probable cause to use that type of force? But when the the protesters or whoever you're dealing with, they don't have they're not armed with weapons. I mean, they're not armed with a firearm, but they do have other weapons. So that could be a knife or anything. So I think when you look at the the images, the flagpoles, all these other different types of objects that they had, uh, I think you, there was a lot of restraints and I'm really surprised that there was not more deadly force used by these federal officers on those who broke who just busted into the, to the Capitol. Uh, I think, you know, right. all those things after the fact can be dealt with. But I think, in my opinion, that there was some reason that officers could have used deadly force because of the type of object that was being used against them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, because this is what we made that same discussion. Because I, uh-huh. we had that same discussion beforehand, and we came to the same conclusion. You know, in a situation like that, you know, again, I'm not a police officer. I've not been under those circumstances. But when you're sitting there defending the Capitol and somebody's coming through, you know, through the window, you, I'm going to make the assumption that you may be armed. Yeah. Would you make that assumption? Can I add something really quick before we go? Can I add something really yeah. quick? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this video, but it was kind of, it's kind of like hilarious. You see the people like that were climbing up the walls and one of them falls down and someone inserted the Mario party soundtrack, the super Mario party soundtrack. So it was like, bring, bring, bring. I don't know if anyone saw it, but it was, it was really hilarious. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to say, yeah, we're at that point. We got to say goodnight. Uh, I want to thank Coco for the, uh, the the Coco. I want to, first of all, I want to thank you for thank coming so up very briefly before your own show. 
Um, okay. Here no on problem. The, Thank on the you. Bachelor News Radio Network, but we just had that curiosity and wanted to get your expertise. So, so well, good night. We're going to talk about that on our show. Okay. So I'll be listening. On the Donaldson. Yeah. Good night. want to welcome everyone to you and the law on the back of the news radio network we are glad that all of our loyal listeners are tuning in to the show today because we have uh, a topic that we believe uh, all of our listeners are going to tune into uh, because of all of the things that have occurred that occurred uh, last week in our nation's capital um, we um, we're going to talk about uh, hidden in plain sight, racism, white supremacy, and the and far right militancy in law enforcement. And uh, without further ado, I need to introduce you all to the host of the show, and he goes by the name of Keith Humphrey, but we're going to use his alias as Chief Swag. Chief Swag, how you doing today, brother? What's going on, Brother Virgil, and to the listeners? Everybody's having a a good day. It's not been a good week for the country. Uh, No, it hasn't. Last six days hasn't been a good week. Hasn't been good days. So, um, yeah, we 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 got a lot to talk about, my man. Yeah, we do, sir. And you know, it's you know, as we're twelve days into the new year, and Keith, everybody was was has been talking about getting getting away from 2020 and going into 2021 and you know we're still dealing with the pandemic that's not going to go away anytime soon uh you know all the police violence that occurred in 2020 and now the 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 world has witnessed everything that you know the things that took place uh in our nation's capital last uh, last week and unfortunately, you know, lives were lost, including, um, you know, a, uh, a capital, a capital uh, officer. And since then, another officer has taken his life. But, you know, just some tragic, tragic events that have happened, Keith. And uh, I think this is a, you know, Keith, we've had some conversations on our, on our podcast show where we've talked about things that are not talked about in in on the air, whether it's in podcast or radio, uh, where these are topics that people just don't want to discuss. And I think, 
it's important that we have these conversations with our listeners uh, because it, it impacts the, the lives of the minority community, and it has impacted the lives of the minority community. Well, you know, you, you look at it, Virgil, you know, you, you, you talk about that and you think back in the summer or spring, late spring, uh, when there were uh, Black Lives Matter protests and then you think about mm-hmm. the, um, the number of uh, resources uh, that were utilized. I mean, you, there's a picture of hundreds of National Guardsmen standing in front of the Capitol and and it and it just goes on, you know. It poses the question of, you know, what what was different? I mean, why? I mean, why, mm-hmm. why would you not? And what I mean by that, when I said what was different, why would you not prepare the same way? Um, yeah. Why? What makes the Black Lives Matter movement? And Black Lives Matter hadn't even been, or not even, are not even categorized as a as a threat or 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 or, or violent. Uh, threat to the to the nation. So mm-hmm. so my thing was and then and then we learned today or yesterday that people um defecated and urinated in the building. We we're, yeah. we're talking adults, man, walking through adults. the Capitol. Yeah. Walking through yeah. the Capitol defecating and urinating in the Capitol. Come on, man. Really? Yeah. And and, and then we yeah. find out that, that there there's possible Law enforcement officers involved in this, uh, yeah. and, and then and then we find out we know that 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 there were two that were that are on leave right now because we saw the nation saw them taking selfies and saw them escorting people through the building or allowing people to get in. So this is just this is another mark on on law enforcement, man. This is this is just this is just uh, it's, it's got to stop, Bergen. Yeah, well, and you know, Keith, and I think you know. This this goes back to what happened in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia, uh, and you know that whole unite the rally. Uh, I, I think this is something that I believe uh, law enforcement leadership have uh, pretty much ignored it. Uh, and they have not taken they've minimized the threat. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's there, but it's not really the risk isn't that bad. So uh and you you have to question and ask yourself when especially when our our top law enforcement agency, the FBI, has gathered all of this information and has shared this information with local law enforcement all around the country that officers have been compromised, that there are credible information to believe that police officers, sheriff deputies, state troopers, anybody that's in a law enforcement capacity are involved with these groups. And so, it's almost like you ask yourself this question. If you're getting this from the top law enforcement agency, why are you not trying to find out more about what's going on within your agency? And a lot of people are going to say, well, because they don't care. They don't know. They don't want to. It's almost like they're saying they know, but they don't want to expose what they do know, if that makes any sense. 
Well, yeah, it's not the time to when you have this kind of information. It's not a time to try to protect the 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 name of law enforcement. It's a time to protect individuals who could be under attack. And 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 I and I get so tired and frustrated of people saying that people have the right to express their First Amendment right. The First Amendment is very clear when it says the right of the peace people to peacefully assemble, peacefully. And so people need to stop saying, well, that's a person's First Amendment right. It's clear. It's very clear in the First Amendment. It talks about are the right of the people to peacefully, peacefully to assemble. Mm-hmm. Peaceably. Yeah. Peace, peacefully. Yeah. Peacefully assemble. And, and, and so, no, when you, when you do the things that were done last week, uh, it wouldn't matter who it is, but when you do the things that you did last week, that's that's a that is not going parallel with the First Amendment. And I don't care what anybody says, we got to stop that. We got to stop talking about well, that's a person's right. It is when it's peaceful. When yeah, it's peaceful, yeah, it does exactly. not cause a threat to anybody. It's very clear. Yeah, definitely. Well, Keith, we're getting ready to come up on our first break, but we definitely want to let our listeners know that you know the calling number to the show is uh, 646-929-0130, and that, you know, if you do call into the show, if you do want to come online or come on the air with us, uh, you know, let the producer know, uh, L.A., and he will uh, screen those calls, and he will let us know that you have a uh, like to come on and talk with us about this important topic that, that we're going to be discussing tonight. And we want to remind you to follow us on our social media uh, platforms uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And definitely, uh, if you uh, miss any of this broadcast, you can catch us on the BachelorNewsRadioNetwork.com. But, Keith, we're going to take this break, but when we come back, we're going to get right back into this topic. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I'm not going very far. It's too uncomfortable. I'm in a hurry. Sometimes I just forget. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. You're not only putting yourself at risk of injury or death, it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Back to the show, you and the law, right here on the Bastion News Radio Network and WCOM, our sister station in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Six four six nine two nine is zero one three zero. The number to get in touch with Chief Humphrey and, of course, Virgil Green. Any questions you have, you can 
get us there on their social media. Chat room is open too, and I will be screening calls. So if uh, you have a question or comment, uh, you can let us know. We'll put you on. If not, you can sit and and joy. Back to Virgil Green and Chief Swag Humphrey. All right. Hey, we, we're glad that everyone has joined us uh, back on you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. And, uh, Keith, you know, we this topic that we are talking about today, it may not um, uh, sit well, especially with some in the law enforcement community. But, I, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that has not happened in decades with the law enforcement community is to acknowledge fully acknowledge and not just 5% or 20%, but fully acknowledge the problems that exist in law enforcement and how can these uh, things be resolved to where we don't deal with these things in the law enforcement industry because uh, it's something that we can go back and we can talk about from the slave patrols, we can talk about what happened with the civil rights era. There's just so many things that have happened, Keith, that initiated with law enforcement, and it always involves taking the life of, of, a, of a black man or a woman. But this topic that we're talking about today is the fact that law enforcement has really disavowed the risk of and minimized the threat from the far right uh, in the fact that police officers and even in the military have a very cozy relationship with people who have these strong beliefs against what they call the left and that these Trump supporters. So uh, I think last week was just, there's been so much information, Keith, that's come out that, police officers from around the country descended on Washington and were a part of this rally and were a part of going into the nation's capital. And people need to be held accountable for their actions uh, and because they bring those same beliefs and views into the, the minority communities, and this is how they deal with people. Well, let me say this, Virgil, and I want to clarify, because, you know, we, we've had people come on this air and, and accuse us of being political, and we're not. When you, when you say no. far right, we're talking about the groups that have been identified as extremist as, groups, as, far right. Exactly. There, 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 are, there are far left groups. There are those, and we call, you know, they're far left extremists and far right extremists. But we're going to focus on what we saw last week. And what, exactly. you know, what we saw last week, the, the scary thing about it is that you just said that. Whenever you have police officers being put on leave for taking selfies, putting on uh, hats that reflect political affiliation, when you have police officers that are um, – Taking that have come back to the department and they've expressed that they don't see anything wrong with the actions of the individuals last week. That's scary because last week was a violent, was extremely violent 
in the history of the nation. Uh, it, it was one of the violent acts in the history of the nation, not the most violent, but one of the violent acts in the history of the nation. One of the most, one of the most disruptive displays of the First Amendment that says that you can protest peacefully. And, and, and as a and as a law enforcement official, I want to apologize to the listeners. If 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 it is determined that and and and, and sustained that you had law enforcement officers attending that rally <clears throat> that were actively involved in the destruction and the disrespect of the of the Capitol, that were actively walking through that Capitol looking for members of Congress and who have come back and that they have put that put that stuff on their even their personal uh, social media pages, I want to apologize because that's not the law enforcement profession that I know. Because when you, exactly. when you are, because these are the same individuals that are that are that are hired to protect, and 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 those are the same individuals that if someone if they observe someone doing that to your property, they would take they would they're supposed to take action. On a, make an arrest or, or doing a report so that that it can be, but to come in and flick. Now, I'm not, and I want to make it very clear what I said. I said if it's determined that, that law enforcement officers, and I'm not talking about the ones that were seen taking the capital, taking the pictures and things like that. I'm talking about if you have those who are actively involved in the acts in which, in which a police officer was beaten to death. And which, and then, and, and 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 they were actively involved in that. Then we got a problem. We got a problem in our profession. We got, we got a problem, and 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 if people aren't standing up, other officers, we have a peer, Virgil, and you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to call his name out. We have a peer that's mm-hmm. been ridiculed for expressing his concern about what he saw. And, and how tragic it was and how disappointed he was to find out law enforcement officers were involved in that. And he's being harassed because he sent that out to the department. He didn't name mm-hmm. one person. He basically yeah. said that this is a, this is a travesty for law enforcement. And he's being, he's being, he's being harassed because people want to say, well, it's our first amendment, right? That was not a peaceful protest. And it, and it it completely upsets me when I hear people try to jump behind peaceful protests in the First Amendment. That was a that that was a uh, that 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 was a a, a mob that attacked police officers. That was a mob that was actively looking for people who work in that building. Everybody who yeah. works in that building, Virgil, was 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 in fear. And 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 was their lives were at, at stake. Their safety was at stake. So, and and, and if, if we found out officers were involved in that, so I say it again. I apologize to the listeners, but I apologize because this ain't the law enforcement profession. I, I I know. Yeah. Well, and you know, Keith, and I think this just goes back to just everything that is evolved in law enforcement and everything as to where law enforcement is now. And, you know, one of the things that, especially over the, the summer, you had everybody coming out with, you know, Blue Lives Matter, support the blue, back the blue. 
and uh, and then all of a sudden you you've got all these individuals, this mob who just totally ignored the federal police officers who were there, and they felt that comfortable to do the things that they that the images that we saw to these men and women who are capital uh, police officers. They had no regard that they were law enforcement whatsoever. I think some of them felt, well, hey, if you're in the way, you're in the way. And, hey, some of them felt, well, hey, you know, we look alike, so are you on our side? And then some of them, like you said, they took selfies with them. They were so cozy with them. But, you know, Keith, one of the things I want to point out to to our listeners, and and we want to remind everybody that if you're on on the line, if you would like to come on and, and share your thoughts and some comments with us, please do so. Uh, and let the producer know, but, uh, you know, the calling number to the show is 646-929-0130. And, but the things that we are talking about, Keith, that you and I are talking about, this is not information that we are making up ourselves. This is information that is out there in the, the public realm. It's credible information. It's not just information that's on the internet. It's not just, oh, this is information from this group. We're talking about information that is coming from law enforcement. And and Keith, I want to share this with our listeners that, you know, a a former FBI agent uh, went undercover and a lot of information that he gathered uh, with dealing with these far-right domestic terrorist groups was discovered that local law enforcement officers were actively involved with these groups from around the country. And, you know, one of the things that keeps, even the report notes that over the years, police uh, have been linked to militants and white supremacist groups uh, have been uncovered in states, including uh, Alabama, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Louisiana, Michigan, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, Virginia, uh, Washington, and West Virginia. I mean, it just goes on and on, Keith, and this is just something that and officers have posted on their social media, and they have been either terminated or disciplined for, as, we, as you just stated, you expressing what they call as their First Amendment, but Keith... I want to, you know, I think this is a profession that we're in that you have to be held to a higher standard. This isn't one of these deals where you say, well, yeah, you got a few bad apples. I mean, we continue to say that, Keith. Yeah, there's a few bad apples. But let me say this. When you go to the eye doctor, you don't pick out a bad apple eye doctor to go to. You pick out the best eye doctor to go to if you need some your cataracts removed because you want to make sure when you walk out of there that you can see. You don't want to go to a bad apple eye doctor and you walk out and then hours later you're blind. So I think there has to be a level of expectation from police officers that we need to demand that you have a certain level of of, of superiority about yourself that where you don't cross that line. And if you that you need to cross that line, you don't need to be in law enforcement, Keith. And I, I just think 
all this deal about, yes, bad apples, okay, get rid of the bad apples. Don't hire the bad apples. And if you do hire them, get rid of them as soon as they do something wrong. But, Keith, we got to get away from this bad apple because, again, I'm not going to go to a bad apple eye doctor or go in for a colorectal surgery, and I'm going to get a bad a doctor who has uh, reviews of a 2.3. I'm going to get somebody that's got reviews of a 5.0. So well, would you go to? Would you get on a plane? Would you get on a plane with a pilot that, that that's subpar? That you yeah, know is no. subpar? Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, and, and again, we get on planes all the time, and we don't, we don't, we trust the pilot, and we trust everybody on that aircraft with our lives. But again, this profession, this industry, has to have higher, higher standards because again. You're not going to go to the FBI Academy and just be a subpar person. That's just not going to happen. So we've really got to right. change the way we think. But, Keith, we're coming up on our, our on our break. But, but, man, as soon as we come back, uh, we're going to get back into this topic. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Your mother-in-law just dropped in. It's dinner time, and she looks hungry. Time for a quick dinner. Think fast. Think eggs. Like an omelet with tomatoes and cheese. Quick, easy, delicious. So, she loves dinner, compliments your creativity, and finally admits you're not a shameless social climber who stole her baby boy away. All thanks to the incredible edible egg. For other quick dinner, lunch, and snack ideas, visit AEB.org. The incredible edible egg. The American Egg Board. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine, beer, and spirits. 8,000 different wines, 2,500 different beers, 3,000 spirits, and friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in-store or online at TotalWine.com. Blog Talk Radio. here on the Bastion News Radio Network and our sister station WCOM and Chapel Hill and uh, Carborough. 646-929-0130 the number to get in touch with us. Appreciate you listening. If you have a question, hit us up at that number on the chat room. Uh, and don't forget, if you miss any part of any broadcast of this show, you can go to our website, the Bastion News Radio Network dot com the Bassett News Radio Network dot com and you can hear any of the shows that these two um, talented and uh, very uh, informed law enforcement brothers uh, will be able to help you with the guys I will just say this before you get to your um, caller um, I said this to you uh, uh, Virgil real quick I didn't take up a lot of time that and I said it to you both when you guys were on before. 70 million people, 75 million people, even if they weren't Trump supporters, these are people that not only hate people of of color, but they hate um, the fact that their way of life, they think, is being taken away from them. Um, The very people who 
uh, talk about the Constitution, went to the Capitol to destroy it. Um, and again, I use the term all the time, welcome to the party. We've been here. I, I've told people about this dude. And I told him it's going to be blood in the streets. I told him it's going to be this kind of thing. Nobody wants to listen. Oh, he's just being funny. So blood on the hands of a lot of people, Republicans, Democrats, doctors, lawyers, chiefs, law enforcement, media, everybody. They all have blood on their hands, is my opinion to you guys, and I, I'll kick it back to you. And your guests and your, okay. ho- uh, your callers on the line, too. Okay. Well, hey, we'll, we're going to get to uh, – and thanks for those comments, L.A. We'll definitely get to them. But we want to get to Christina in Texas, who is on the line with, with a question. Go ahead. And sorry we've had you on hold for so long. Christina? Oh, that's okay. Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. Um, I was just wondering what should we prepare for in our within our own cities with the inauguration that's coming up? What will law enforcement be doing for our own areas? What should we expect? Well, Christina, that's, wanna... a, that's a good – yeah, that's a good I, – I will tell you that – I will tell you that police chiefs throughout the nation are meeting uh, – they, they've, they've been meeting. Uh, one of the things that we did – uh, right after this election uh, here in my city, we started meeting when we started seeing the things that were going on throughout the nation. We started meeting uh, to discuss what the game plans in. Uh, we locked down all leave requests. Uh, we realized that our officers are going to have to be working long hours. Uh, we're meeting with our federal partners. We're meeting with our neighboring cities. We're meeting with the uh, capital law enforcement agencies, the state agencies to talk about a game plan. The the main thing here, Christina, is intelligence. What intelligence are, are we getting? So we're not taking any intelligence lightly. I mean, this is an ongoing 24-7, 365. And so that's one of the things that, that I'm hoping, and, and I'm very confident that, that, that you know, whatever city you live in, in Texas, uh, those, that's the priority uh, leading up into next Tuesday. I'm sorry, next Wednesday. And so, we can't take it lightly. Uh, you, you know, it's one of these things that you, you, you know, what's the contingency plan? What's the plan? And so uh, what you should look for is we don't know what to look for. All we can, all we can tell you is this is the things that we've heard. We, we've heard from the FBI uh, that there, there are some planned protests at the Capitol. Uh, we've heard that there's a possibility that they could, that those protests could get, uh, could be on the level that they were last week. Uh, and so, but we don't know. Uh, we don't know. So all we can do is, is prepare uh, for, uh, to, to help eliminate or prevent uh, or minimize the chance of something that happened in D.C. happening in our respective states and cities. Yeah, and, and Christina, you know, I'll just add to that. One of the things is that to definitely encourage you and, and everybody that's listening you know, if you see something, say something. And I think oftentimes people, uh, they we're so busy with, with our daily lives, we're just kind of, you know, going on and, and we're not really paying a lot of attention. But if something just doesn't look like to you, uh, uh, whether it's you or, or any all the other people that are listening to the show, you know, definitely, you know, report that to your local law enforcement. Now, Hopefully they will take those calls serious and, and look into those things. But I, I think, you know, especially with everything that happened uh, Wednesday where now we're getting reports that law enforcement uh, officers from around the country 
could have been involved with this. So now you've got agencies looking to determine, you know, were any of their people involved uh, with this here uh, mob deal uh, that took place. And so the police are policing themselves, but the, the, the public definitely needs to be more, you know, more aware of what's going on in your surroundings and not to, and Keith, I don't want to, and Christina, we don't want to alarm people, but we just want to make people aware of, be aware of your surroundings and where you're at because, you know, one of the things we saw in Texas when this campaign was going on with this Biden bus was, was nearly ran off the road outside of, of, of Austin. So the, the people that are Trump supporters, they are going to go through, to whatever lengths they want to go through to wreak havoc uh, and not just in the, in, 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 in the nation's capital, Keith. I think it's going to, there's a potential for some of these things to take place across the country. Well, I will tell you, I will tell you the thing is to send a message, a strong message. Um, you know, and, 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 and Christine, I hope we answered your question. And, and I will say this to everybody. You see something, say something. If you see something on, on social media that seems to be uh, a threat or seeing something that you're uncomfortable with, you can report that to your local agency. You can report that to the FBI because any information you never take it for granted that law enforcement has all the information. So I think you know we're at we're you know we're at that point to where we've got to take every 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 potential threat, every actual threat. And this is the thing: what what does a threat look like? You know, you 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 can't say that a, a direct threat is something that you uh, that we look out for. It could be indirect. Uh, we're talking about people that have sophisticated ways of, of of sharing information and recruiting and things like that. But you know, this is beyond political, man. This is just this is total mayhem. It's total tragedy. It's basically this this is a uh, uh, a charge against democracy. This is a charge against you know it's it's bullying. You know you don't believe what I want. You don't believe what I want you to then we're going to tear up the property we're going to assault you that's 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 it goes right back to civil rights when you want to vote and the and the strong arm tactics that were used to prevent you from voting there's no different now with these strong arm tactics that's going to make you believe in what these people want you to believe in yeah well you know keith uh Christina, uh, are you still there with us? I'm here. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, Hello. Yeah. One of the things that that you know, another thing, Christina, is that uh, especially in you know, in your community, whether it's your neighbors or a lot of things, a lot of people are just not really aware of their surroundings. And again, it just I would encourage you and everybody else, not just within you know the coming week but even after this inauguration to really um be aware of what's going on around you your neighbors and because again i just think there are so many there are some things that are going to continue to happen unfortunately after this presidential inauguration that we're going to be dealing with throughout 2021 uh because the the threat is definitely there and the information is coming in to the FBI and other federal law enforcement agencies that 
this is not something that's just going to go away, Christina. Right. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, hey, we definitely thank you for listening to the show and uh, definitely stay, definitely join us again. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. And, and, and Keith, one of the things that, that, you know, I want to share with our listeners is that, you know, we're, we're talking about police officers being involved or, or associating with and being affiliated with these, uh, you know, white supremacist groups. And, you know, Again, you know, I made this comment earlier in the show that a lot of people in this profession don't want to hear those words of white supremacist groups being affiliated with police officers, but it is what it is. And it's not just it is what it is, but it's something that needs to be removed. And, you know, Keith, we're here, you know, police officers are, are disciplined, uh, but then when they are disciplined, then we have the FOP comes in and they say, well, you didn't follow the due process right, and next thing you know, here's an officer that's off for several months with, with pay, who's, who's still getting paid, and then they're determined, well, through arbitration, well, we'll slap him on the hand and we'll send him back to work. Don't, don't say that again. Don't do that again. But you're bringing back in the same person who, who caused all of the problems. And, and so you know, one of the things, Keith, and I, you know, I can speak on this is that what types of policies do agencies have that have explicit policies against affiliation with white supremacist groups? Well, you, I think you that have has your to conduct, be addressed. What, yeah, you have your conduct unbecoming. You have your affiliation with. Uh, there, there are several policies. You know, you have your you have your rules and regulations. You have your policies. But, you know, the, the, the one that comes to mind just right off the bat is conduct unbecoming. Uh, and then there's social media policies. And then there are those policies regarding affiliation. So the pop, let me say this, Virgil, and to the listeners, it's not the problem. The policies are not the problem, Virgil, and to the listeners. Mm-hmm. It's not the policies. The policies are there. It's the loopholes that chiefs fall into. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. it's the loopholes that people find when, when discipline is handed down and they, that gets people their jobs back when they violated the policies. You can, you can, you can tie the policy down. You can, you can do a, a, a open and shut case where the investigation was crystal clear. You follow the guidelines leading up to the discipline. The, the, the person goes before civil service civil service or whomever can upheld that. And then you've got another one. You go to court and the judge can say, nah, that's, that's okay. That, that, that's too harsh. So it's not the policies. It's, it's not the policies, man. It's the, it's the process. That's, a, that's the process that, that, the, 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 that's put in place so that I'll, and, and, and we could talk about this. I think we're getting ready to go to break. We could, yeah. we could talk about this when we come back. But it's it's not the policies. It's it's the process that follows the the, the process that the chiefs go through and, and, uh, to, exactly. to, to to correct. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that we can talk about that more when we come back. Yeah. Well, well Keith, you know, we want to remind our listeners that you're listening to you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, the calling number to the show is six four six nine two nine oh one three zero. That's six four six nine two nine oh one three zero. And definitely, you know, to the listeners, definitely go to our social media 
pages uh, that's uh, on Facebook. That's you and the law, and definitely like our page and follow us. But we're going to take this quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. If you have a sore or lump in your mouth that doesn't go away after two weeks, see a doctor or a dentist. Most often, these symptoms don't mean cancer, but it's important to get them checked. If you do have oral cancer, it can be treated more successfully if it's caught early. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. WCOM uh, in Chapel Hill and Carborough, our sister station. There's six four six nine two nine zero one three zero. The number to get in touch with us. That room is open. I know folks have questions. Uh, um, the uh, chief will get to you as well. I'd be screening calls. If you have a last-minute comment or question, you can do so by uh, answering. If you want to uh, speak, I did get another one, uh, uh, guys, that uh, asked about uh, the. Um, situation uh in terms of you know i I think you guys have already talked about uh trying to the the fbi putting out the uh the fact that they you know all these states need to protect their capitals but how does that work in smaller states um a chief you're in little rock right how did what what's the protocol how does the intel work in those states Uh, uh tony in massachusetts asked that question how does it work is it different from state to state are you guys communicating is the fbi and local law enforcement communicating is it um less uh um what he said less uh resources in smaller states that will make them more vulnerable than bigger states yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, that, that's a good question. And, and yeah, the, the, the resources are available. Uh, every state has a regional FBI office, but, but it comes down to what type of relationship do you have with your neighboring agencies, with your local, with your county agencies, with your state agencies, because the resources are there. Uh, any law enforcement agency, if they work well together, can obtain intel. Uh, those police chiefs or their staff should be should be addressing information, should be sharing information. Because I want to, I want to say, I want to just say something. Just think about this, guys, and to the listeners. The, the gentleman that was seen um, with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk was from a small town in Arkansas. Um, and so the, the, the information, so, so that, that gentleman, uh, you know, I, I can pretty sure without 
I can pretty sure that 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 gentleman's uh, there's information about that gentleman that 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 probably was available. So the the thing about that is, yes, the resources are there if you want the resources. The resources are available if you ask for them. The resources are available, uh, and when we come in this in this type of work, there's no uh, playing alone in the sandboxes. So yeah, are there smaller departments that may not have the resources, but the resources are there uh, if 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 you want them, if you know how to ask for them, if you want to ask for them, they're there. Yeah, well, well and Keith, you know, I want to get to another listener's question, Glenda. In uh, Jacksonville, she asked us, you know, how do how do we deal with black and brown communities in terms of convincing them uh, that you're not the enemy when you have police officers and chiefs uh, who follow Trump and practice racism? I mean, that's a, that's a real good question, Glenda. And the, the the fact that you know you you definitely have the, the community really has to trust you. They really have to trust the person that's that's uh, Talking to them and putting that message out, and if the and if the black and brown communities don't trust their uh, police chief or the police officers, that's going to be a, something real hard to convince them uh, otherwise. So you really have to uh, build those relationships with with the uh, uh, Latino and, and, and black communities, and and not just go uh, when when something is wrong, but building these relationships doing. Uh, whatever kind of events that is going on in in the black community or the brown, uh, the Latino community, whether it's you know Cinco de Mayo Day, whether it's you know Martin Luther King or whatever is going on, put yourself in that in the face of those people uh, and build those relationships because now they trust you and they trust when you do come to them that you know you're you're being one hundred with them. You're not just giving them. A bunch of BS, but but you're speaking directly to them, and they can they can understand that you are uh, you've got their best interest. And I, to me, Keith, that that's what really has to be done uh, across the yeah. board. Well, number one, you you can't go in and give any type of certainty that you don't have these type of individuals in your police department. But what you can do is provide a certainty that you, it will be it won't be tolerated. And then when you when you hear this, instead of trying to hide it, you address it immediately. You know whether it's whether it's administrative leave, whether it's whatever. But but that's what the citizens want to know that that you hear what their concerns are, and that you're not taking lightly their concerns. You respect them enough to look in their to their concerns, and that that you will that that whatever actions that you take once you determine that this is true. Then and also, if you determine it's untrue, then you need to let the community know also. But it, it's it the community wants to know that you're listening, especially communities of color, because they want to make sure that that as a, as a police chief, you're not minimizing their concerns, and that they're not that 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 you know we believe, okay, there you know we're not going to say that we don't have these problems. We hope we don't, but we're not going to give you a hundred percent. But at the same time, we're going to be looking out for these problems, and we're going to depend on internal uh, sources to provide us the information also. But I, I always say that flower raises its ugly head at some point. Uh, and, and, and I will tell you that what's going on throughout the nation right now, you're, you're inside these departments throughout the nation, you're actually seeing what what people are made of. 
You're actually seeing because yeah. because you have individuals that are empowered, that have become empowered to think that, well, we can say this. It's okay for us to say that. that that's why I tell people law enforcement is not a place to express political views. It is no, not. not. Briefing, briefing, staff meetings is not a place to to express. And that's why it is extremely troubling when you have law enforcement organizations, uh, unions, associations supporting a candidate. Because number one, you can't speak for all the members. Number two, this profession shouldn't be political. It shouldn't be political at all. And so then when you say you represent this person, what you're saying is represent them. I believe in their views. I believe in their actions. I think that everything they do, because this is the thing, you can't vote for somebody just based on one thing. And I tell people this all the time. You either in or you're out. Either you either you either you're in a hundred percent or you're out. There's no ninety percent, there's no sixty percent. When you when you support somebody, you support them wholeheartedly. You don't support them based on, well, this is a this is an idea or a platform that they have that I believe in. Once you pull that once you once you punch that voting ticket, you're in. You're in. And so that's why mm-hmm. I, I find it very disheartening for, for law enforcement agencies, unions associations, chiefs to to support a person, a political a person that's running for politics. You know, I, 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 that's that's why we have to stay away from that. And, and and because you get caught up in this. And so I just wanted to say that to the listeners. I I don't care if you're if you're if you are uh democratic, I don't care if you're independent, I don't care if you're Republican. The bottom line is law enforcement is, is there's not a place to have a p- opinion about politics. If you're going to have those opinions, they need to be off the clock. They don't need to be – those discussions don't need to be held inside the buildings. You need to be supporting people off the clock and not have – because, man, I'm telling you, this stuff was, went on last week is causing an uproar in cities and in the law enforcement profession based on the actions number one of the two in, of the two individuals that we saw on camera and then and then the and then the rumors or the or the speculation that there were additional law enforcement officers from throughout the nation involved in some of those things and and, mm-hmm. and, and even the Capitol police said that you had law enforcement officers throughout from throughout the nation showing their badges trying to trying badge, to badge their way into the Capitol so, yeah. so, man, it's hard to say, and I say this, in, in, in L.A., you've heard me say this since the time we've known each other, which has been several years. We take 100 steps forward, and we get knocked back 20 miles based on things like this. And if I sound passionate about it, I'm very passionate about it because the, the, the men and the women who want to do the right thing, whether they're black, whether they're white, Hispanic, Asian, Middle Eastern, that want to do the right thing, well, our, 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 our passion for our cities is damaged because of people, people acting the way that they did. The police officers badging their ways in, trying to badge their way in. To the day we lost an officer. An officer got beat to death. Based on yeah. we don't we don't even know if some of the individuals that were involved in that that, that, that were in that crowd were were you no know, we don't know, 
but it, it, it's so disheartening, man, that the, the, the individuals that people call to protect them, you know, are, are, are caught up in this. You know, whether it's yeah. one person, two person, three person, whatever, one is too many. It, it, it's, it yeah. is, I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, you're right, Keith. You know, you, you, you mentioned, you know, you, uh, you take, you know, 20, 20 miles back. You know, man, I, you know, Keith, I, I'm going to say, you know, you get knocked back 20 years, you get knocked back 40 years. I mean, because these things has been embedded in law enforcement for decades. And this just goes back to when we've talked about this on, on the on previous shows about what took place during the civil rights era, what took place with slave patrols, what in all these other events that have happened. But I'm gonna say this ask this question, Keith, and make this comment. Charlottesville, Virginia. How many people were arrested by the local police in this Unite the Right rally? There wasn't a whole bunch of people arrested in that Unite the Right rally. You got to ask yourself, why was it? What did what did local law enforcement? What was the breakdown? And and then Keith, I'm a you know put this out here to our listeners because one of the things you know. We've said this here, and we'll continue to say it, that we just we keep things real, we keep things professional, but we want to be open and honest with our listeners in the fact that you do tune in and you do val- have you validate the things that we that we share and express with you during our conversations on you and the law is that we got to acknowledge, Keith, and not just say, oh, no, I don't want to hear that. No, you don't. Or what proof do you have? When people have said that there are cops in the Klan, I think it's, it's time that you started to realize that and say, okay, well, let me do some really deep rooting into my agency to see what happens. Now, if you find out some things, then you find things out. If you don't find those things out exist, okay, you've got a great agency. But, man, it's time to stop playing these these little games about, well, where did you get that information from? Oh, no, you're not, you know, oh, that came from the, from the far left. And I, you get tired of this far left and far right stuff. This is a profession of policing. Whether you're a federal police officer or a deputy sheriff or a state trooper, it's time that we change this industry because, Keith, if, and we've said this before, law enforcement has had decades to change. And people will say, oh, yeah, things have changed. Well, if things have really changed, yeah, some things change. Because, you know, I hate, you know, Keith, law enforcement gets out during the holidays and we hand out money, we hand out this and we do this. We just do those things during the holidays. But there's a lot of good things a lot of uh, men and women are doing every day in their communities, and they don't want any notoriety. But don't just get on social media during the Christmas holidays and say, oh, hey, we're going to give you $100, or hey, we're going to come up with this new program, and we're going to just go around handing out money randomly uh, to people in the minority community because we want people to look at us and, and think we're not the bad guys. But, but, Keith, we have a serious problem, man, and there needs to be some serious conversations on a very higher level 
Because, Keith, as you know, when black people in law enforcement talk about these things, white people in law enforcement get up, they, get, they leave the room. They don't want to hear it. Then they say, well, you're not one of us. So, man, it's time to stop this here playing these games, but we got some serious problems. And the, and the question is, how, do we, how are we going to fix these problems in this industry? Well, you got to stop taking it personally. Because at the end of the day, man, you can say all you want to, this isn't happening, but at the end of the day, we know it. We know it exists. And so you got to quit taking it personally and thinking somebody do it. I'm going to tell you something, man. If I'm not guilty of something, you can talk about it all day. It's not going to offend me if I'm not guilty. Exactly. Of and, and we can't. And, and that's the thing, man. We, 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 we can't stop talking. It's just like, it's just like you know, it's, it's part of life. You can't talk something away. Something that's something that's happened. Something that you that you've done. You can't you can't talk it out of existence. So if there's a history of it, then that's fine. You didn't participate in it, but if there's a history of it, listen to what people are saying and try to prevent it from happening. Again, that's what I'm saying. Be part of the solution. Be part of the long term solution. Don't always get offended because somebody says, well, this is the history of law enforcement. Because when he says the history, it exists. It exists. It exists. It ain't going nowhere. It existed. What happened in the past is there. History's been made. That's how you build and become better. And so my thing is stop taking it personally and stop trying to throw smoke screens up and say, well, there they go again talking about politics. This ain't about politics. This is about the profession that you take an oath to protect and serve individuals who don't have the ability to protect themselves. People are relying on us as law enforcement officers to protect, to, sought, to, to come up with solutions. So it's not about, it's not about, it, it's about the facts. This is what our job is. And so how can mm-hmm. I protect, how can I, how can I convince a community that, that, that I'm a, that I'm a, I'm there for them when, when they see on TV, men and women carrying badges, Tearing up, tearing up things. Men and wearing yeah. badges, standing up for for hate. So, yeah. and, and, and I'm talking, I'm talking all ethnicities. So we this we ain't making no, we ain't talking white. We ain't talk. We talking all ethnicities because we have to understand there are there are individuals of all ethnicities that participated in that in that protest, and there are members of exactly. all the ethnicities that believe nothing was wrong with what happened last week. And, exactly. and they carry a badge, and they want people to believe yeah. in us. So I, I'm going to get off my soapbox, yeah. but it, it just <laughs> fires me up when I think about, when I what, think about what, what, what people who wear our badges and take the oath, when you have those individuals yeah. that think last week was okay. Yeah. Well, well, Keith, man, I wish we had a whole nother hour, a whole nother – I wish we had another 30 minutes to, to really get into this. But, but I'm going to say this. One of the things that people need to understand is that if you can be loyal to an individual, but these people who were participated in this event, they're going to be facing federal charges. They're going to be going to prison for up to probably 20 years. They're going to be losing their jobs. They're going to be losing their livelihood. So if you want to support somebody that bad, then suffer the consequences and don't use these racial slurs and, and want to call uh, people out for their different race, but but Keith, you know we want to t- we want to definitely thank all of our listeners for tuning in again to you and the law. And if you missed any of this show, you can definitely uh, you know go to 
our, our uh, website at uh, the the Bachelor News Radio Network dot com and, and catch out uh, and check the rebroadcast shows uh, seven days a week. But but Keith, we are we're out of time. But man, it's been a pleasure, sir. And we will definitely uh, uh, you know hopefully everybody let's will pick it back in. up next week. Let's pick it back up next week. Exactly, we will definitely will. But hey, you guys. Have a good night. You're, def- you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Got a new song on the radio, and I'm very proud of it. It's called I'd Rather Have Love. And we're going to do a little bit of this for you. Hopefully, y'all can enjoy it as much as we did performing it. So, Cap, are you ready? How about you, Walt? My man, Leighton, you good? That's my man, Steve, over here. He's my engineer. All the music y'all been hearing me record, this guy's been behind the boards, executing it, you know. Young boy, too. About, what are you, 25? 24? Oh, shit, 24. They're getting younger, you, you, you know? Well, let's rock that real quick, player. Yeah. Do y'all feel all right to see me? We're going to take it like we in church. I was cool in them streets Yeah, I was cool in them clubs Real talk, I wasn't thinking nothing about love I didn't want nobody Trying to partake in my stuff I thought an occasional one-night stand would be enough I met this girl She ruined my philosophy my heart skips a beat when she comes around. I never thought that I'd be ready to settle down. See, I was about to find myself alone, but I found myself in love. I'm ready for love of my own. Even though I want to, I just see us together And I never have a love, they never like for alone Yeah, yeah, yeah I was raised by a good one Mama told me what a real man should be She said, son, pick one and treat her like me Hey! I took all of her wisdom And I used it for selfish gain and I know if she saw this pimping, she'd be ashamed. I found this girl, she ruined my philosophy. My heart skips a beat when she comes around. I never thought that I'd be ready to settle down. I 
was about to find myself alone But I found myself alone I know God bless, God bless, God bless. Thank you so much once again. Thanks to the living room, wonderful establishment.
I promise to love 
I came up here. See, this is nice. Peace and quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm anxious to get home. So am I. I fell asleep late last night. And I dreamed of the night is almost half a day away. I just got up so that I could hear her say.
Just 